This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Here's a story that's 100% true. And it's about how accounting is a great choice of career. Here's the facts. With accounting, you'll have flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. Want to start an exciting new chapter? Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more. Live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, gentle listeners, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Beaming Bob, Munificent Mark, and Wintery Wade. This week, the bafflingly bonhomie band boredly brooked the bizarre busybodies buried within our societies. Yes, it's time for Aliens Among Us. Please prepare thy best scully sneer and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Distractable. I'll be your host today. My name is Bob. Uh, if you've never listened to this podcast, I almost said watch, but that's not how this works. If you've never listened to this podcast before, uh, it's a competition. As the host, I will be the judge, and my friends, Mark and Wade, who are also here, will be the competitors. Hello. Hi. I'm Mark. I'm competitor number two. I said your name. I know. I know, but I mean, they, if they've never watched it before, they don't know my voice. All right. Well, technically, Wade is competitor number two. That's true. Yeah. Okay. We speak truth. Anyway, since I know most of you have already listened to this, welcome back. You know how this works. Those rules are completely a lie. Nothing matters. Nothing makes sense. Especially when I'm in charge. I mean, I write down stuff mm-hmm. and tabulate things with numbers even uh-huh. for points hmm. and scores. Um, but before we get to that... How's, how's, how's it going? How's life? It's going good. It's going good. I don't know where we are in time at the moment when people are listening to this. So part two might be out. Part two might not be out. I'm not sure. Uh, either I'm working very diligently on getting it out or I'm relaxing after the fact when it's already out. Yeah, this will be pretty close. This is, this is going to be right around the time, I think. Yeah, I think it might be that first one, but I'm not 100% sure. It might be the day of. I don't know. That's not one. What's the date for that? It's a May 2nd. Is today May 2nd? I'm looking at the calendar. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Oh my god, you have paper in your office? Uh, it's a calendar. I'm looking oh, at right. It. I have a calendar too. Um, my calendar is made of plastic. Uh-huh. I don't have a calendar, but I got this Moo machine. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, yeah, why? why? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to have something that made noise. That's good. <laughs> okay, that's good. You know, like modern day streamers, they have soundboards and all this. Nah, nah, wait. He's old school. <laughs> Wade is like a, a radio talk show in the 90s, like a, like a drive to work talk show. He's just got a bunch of random crap around him. Like, welcome. Good morning. Slide whistle. Whatever. What's your show called, Wade? Oh, it's called Good Brunch, everyone. All right. <laughs> What a 90s title. See it now. <laughs> All those drive time disc jockeys. Uh, anyway, nice. I'm good too. I'm good too, you know? Just uh, oh. try to get my doctor to call me back. They won't. Maybe Guru Harold will call you back. <sighs> 
think I need a real doctor on this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what they all say. I mean, I'm fine. I'm, that sounded very dark. I'm uh, fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Uh, uh, I just, I want to, you know, I just want to double check some stuff. <laughs> like an actual doctor. Mm. Not to disparage the guru, but. Yeah, yeah, you better not disparage the guru. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. He would come for me. Yes. Yeah, well, good. So everyone's good. Nothing bad is happening. And I'm fine. I don't know why. why I can't stop. I'm fi- I'm actually fine. I feel like I'm moving on. I don't know whether to worry or not. Yeah, I know. I feel worse <laughs> after that. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm perfectly healthy. I just I, I'm just need my doctor to call me back. And it's not urgent, but it'd be. I've been trying to get this connection for like a week and a half. Uh, I, you, you know, it's like a roller coaster of worry. I'm like, oh, reassured, and then wait a minute, hold on a second. Well, if you like roller coasters of emotions, boy, do I have a topic for this episode today. Okay, it's July Fourth, Independence Day, mm-hmm. 1947, mm-hmm. 75 miles outside of the small, sleepy town of Roswell, New Mexico. A rancher named Mac Brazel finds something unusual in his sheep pasture. A stack of metallic sticks held together with tape, chunks of plastic, foil, reflective material, scraps of heavy, glossy, opaque paper, glass. Unable to identify these strange objects, Brazel calls the sheriff. The sheriff shows up, has a look, no idea. The sheriff, in turn, calls the nearby federal officials at the Army Air Force Base of Roswell, New Mexico. Soldiers show up, fan out across the field, gathering the bits, uh, putting them in mysterious boxes and bags and, and, and satchels. Uh-huh. On July 8th, the top story in the Roswell Daily Record is titled, RAAF Captures Flying Saucer on a Ranch Near Roswell. Uh-huh. But did they? On July 9th, an Air Force official clarifies that the paper's report of an alleged flying saucer is just a crashed weather balloon. Uh-huh. It's not in- interesting or important at all. And it's not mysterious. The soldiers were simply cleaning up a mess that was unfortunately left on a civilian's property. Huh. Anyone who had seen the debris, or to the crazy newspaper photographer who took the photos of it, it was clear that this was no weather balloon. It was clear that this was aliens. Oh my God. Yeah. So aliens are shaped like weather balloons? That's right. Aliens travel in large balloons filled with scientific equipment. Facts. There are 10 types of aliens. Type one, Zeta reticulans or gray aliens. Very common, uh, seen by many people, often referred to as grays. Type two, the little green man. Another common type of alien. Smaller, greener, similar, black vacant eyes. We all know these. Type three, Nordic aliens. Smaller, greener. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Then smallest, greenest. Type three, Nordic aliens. Type three, Pleiadian aliens. Type five. I'm sorry, this list jumps from three to five. Oh, it has three twice. It's fine. Type <laughs> five, Andromedian aliens. Uh huh. All these are all humanoid aliens. If you saw them in person, you might mistake them for a human, except that some of them are as tall as 10 to 15 feet. Uh, type six, reptilian aliens. Humanoid reptiles. We all know this. The Zuck might be one. Uh, We're all familiar. Huh. Type seven, Alpha Draconian aliens. Large, 14 to 22 foot tall weighing approximately 1,800 pounds or more. Reptilian features, horrific, violent, aggressive, type eight, Syrians aliens. This is the blue sexy aliens, really hot. Lots of people have seen them. Lots of people have hot, hot dreams about them. Type nine, Anukani aliens. This is the alien species that the Sumerians worship. Uh, As far as humans go, fairly ancient. And uh, the Sumerians look very humanoid, but they're eight to nine feet tall. And their goal was to enslave humanity, to perform farming, for them, and they're believed to come from planet Nibiru, which is of course the 12th planet in our very own solar system, which lies out beyond Pluto and has yet to be discovered. Type 10, Arcturian aliens. This is one of the most ancient species of aliens in our galaxy. Uh, Four to five feet tall, elongated ovular heads, and uh, thought to be very intelligent, experienced, like a wise old sage race. Uh, You know, beacons and, and pillars of our galaxy even. We all know this, these are facts. Okay, you are a judge. I can't dispute them. Mm-hmm. Also, I am stunned and amazed at how well informed you are this episode. I know, right? I've done some research. This is and incredible. Obviously, some of this is just stuff that I know. 
Anyway, we've all experienced this, right? Maybe you've been abducted. Maybe you've seen an alien. Maybe you know a celebrity who is an alien. I have a question. What? What, what were the 10th and 11th planets? Uh, those are also yet to be discovered, and no important alien races hail from those planets, so it's not interesting, Wade. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, that's today's topic, okay? I know everyone's going to be as excited as I am. Can I have a question? Yes. So you said like personal experience. Um, what if we don't have any personal experience with aliens? Or we may have one, but we don't have the memory or recollection of we them. We could lie, Mark. We could lie and make up a story. I would never lie. Uh, you could have a personal experience in the same way that I'm about to share my personal experience that definitely happened to me and is not a story that I okay. read on the internet. Oh, we're pirating content. Good. This reminds me of that 1997 movie, uh, Mark, Bob, and Wade Steal don't, Alien Stories. Don't. Don't. What? It's not a joke. This is serious, okay? Aliens exist, and I know this because when I was a little kid, my family had a lot of hysteria around aliens, right? They were very upset. They had all these uh, stories. My grandmother always talked about her abduction and how it affected her. It was a big thing in my family, and I was always pretty skeptical as a kid. I thought it was a joke. I don't know. Uh -huh. uh, my grandfather claimed to have one on video, and it was one of those shaky, fuzzy, you know, recorded onto, onto VHS. Yeah. It looked fake to me, right? Mm -hmm. One night, I was a little kid. I was like eight years old, nine years old. I walked downstairs. I can't sleep. I'm trying to find a book to take up to my room to read. Sitting at the bookshelf in our living room. And I peer over at the big sliding door that goes out to like our backyard area. And right near the top of the door, like way, way taller than a human. Like, I don't even know how tall doors are. Like seven feet, eight feet tall or something. I see this big gray face. These big glossy black eyes that look almost wet. Just standing there, just floating there. You can't, I couldn't even really see the body. Just the head sort of leaned in, peering in, watching me. Uh -huh. We lock eyes. I drop whatever book I was holding, Curious George or something, who knows. Run back upstairs, climbed into bed with my parents. That's the night I learned that aliens were real. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, then. Uh, 10 points to you. Also, credit for that story to Emily Stallings on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I see. I mean, that happened to me. Is. That happened to me. No, no, uh -huh. that's real. Aliens are real. That happened I'm to me. Sorry, Bob. We got to take away your points. Hey. I'll be taking away my points. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're the host. Bob, you can do whatever you want. Anyway, the topic <laughs> is aliens, gentlemen. Uh-huh. My opening was maybe a little comedic, maybe too far. I didn't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lessen such a serious topic, but aliens, let's talk about it. Okay. I would like to object to this topic because the aliens guy from the meme has like the wild hair thing going on and I'm pretty much bald and I feel like I'm at a disadvantage from the start. The I just want to put that out there. The, the what? The history channel guy. The meme oh, of the guy who's like, aliens. Right. Yeah. It looks crazy. Because okay. I think when everyone thinks of aliens, they think of purely that guy and no other other topic. Yeah. But uh, Exactly. This is why. I just wanted to voice my objection now. I will sustain his objection. I think of that time where Will Smith climbed up there and slapped them right in the face. Who did what now? Remember when Will Smith climbed up there and uh, slapped yeah. the alien right in the face in Independence Day? Right. I remember that. And he's like, keep my White House out of your fucking alien beam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Wow. Uh, I well, think I, I was know. about to say I regret bringing that back up because everyone in the entire universe is already sick of it. But that yeah. was that's points for you, Wade. That was worth it. Yeah, man. I'm, Thank you. I'm down this early in the episode. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how I'll ever financially recover from this. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you could talk about personal alien experiences, yeah. stories, evidence, proof, whatever you want. I kind of want to touch on a topic that you you talked about, Bob, before we get into the actual official stories is like sure. the, the actual not I don't know about the 12th planet, but the 10th planet and the mystery thereof Ooh. the 10th planet. Mm. Have you guys looked into anything about this? No, no, because I'm not crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's the 12th planet. Yeah, well, we know the species that comes from Nibiru. Oh, wait, if you Google the 10th planet in our solar system, Nibiru comes up. Uh-huh. That's the name of the one that I said was the was the uh, 12th. Uh-huh. No, 10th. Wait, what? So there is Wait, what? a quote-unquote, there's a theory that there is a 10th planet beyond Pluto in the Cooper Belt, which is the field of asteroids at the outer edge of the solar system that kind of separates and gives us a buffer from everything else. There is what? some kind of gravitational weirdness that is occurring out there. I don't know the exact specifics of it, but the more and more we look into this idea that there is something that is affecting gravity out there, the more credence is lent to the theory that there is actually a celestial body of some kind 
end out there. Whether it's a dwarf planet, whether it's a huge gas giant, whether it's a dwarf black hole that's orbiting our sun at an extreme distance, Ooh. it's uh, a little bit difficult to understand what it is. Because it could be this thing called Eris, which is a, a name for a dwarf planet that they think they are certain of, like with a pretty high degree of certainty. Mm -hmm. But there also might be another object at a similar orbital period or even farther out. And it's just like, it's unsure because I haven't looked into the exact detail of this. And, and anyone who knows more about this than I do, shut up, I'm gonna be an idiot for a minute. <laughs> Like, uh, but the last thing I heard from unconfirmed sources is that like, it, it's uncertain whether it's just this Eris thing or the Eris is like kind of like misreadings of data of something actually larger or like there's multiple different effects that are happening out there. The truth is that we really just don't know what's out there because the sun's light is so dim at that distance and like, it's really difficult to get any kind of data about it. So you kind of have to infer it from the light coming from outside of the solar system looking in. That's just looking optically. Uh, uh, and then, like, you just have to measure and track the objects that are out there and see how their orbits are interfered with by the object that could be out there. But even doing that is difficult because we have trouble tracking the objects that are even near our planet. Dag. So you see how this all works out to be kind of problematic. That's interesting. Yeah. I just want to say, in Googling this and trying to catch up to this interesting information that you have, I have found just the best website. Yeah. Yeah. The path to oneness.com. Mm -hmm. The title of this website is The Path to Oneness and the Golden Ones by Tim Doyle. Yeah. That sounds like a guru website. Mm -hmm. Recent posts How to Talk to God, Trapped Souls, uh -huh. Nibiru, the 10th planet of our solar system, A Miracle Drink, hyphen water. Uh -huh. And I just want to read you the first like two lines of the most recent post. After I sneeze, hang on. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Ah, man, this website's too powerful. Mm. Dear sisters and brothers, in this Earth spiritual training school, there are many tools available to assist the soul in becoming a co-creator god. Mm. There are also many obstacles intentionally created for the student in training to overcome. Mm. A fascinating website. Uh -huh. We should start a cult. Dude, we would be great cult leaders. Mm. We don't even have to be great at it. I think we could just do it. I mean, honestly, you look at the current cult leaders and you wonder how they get in power. So I'm sure we could do a great job. Maybe 2023 be year of the cult. I'm glad that you showed me this website and I feel like it's going to change my life, Mark. But that's really interesting. I had not heard that. I had heard... I guess so. It's not officially called Nibiru by anyone who's like a scientist, I don't think, but it's called like Planet X or Planet 7X or something. Yeah. I had heard of that, but I didn't really know that was like a real yeah. thing. I thought it was like a theory or something. I would like to give an update to this because apparently in 2014, NASA had announced that the WISE survey had ruled out any object of Tish's characteristic. Tish would be the gas giant that was hypothesized to be out in the solar system's Oort cloud. Yeah, sure, I know about that. And apparently there's also a theory that there's a hypothetical star out beyond uh, the Oort cloud called Nemesis. Oh, shit. I don't know why it's called Nemesis. That doesn't sound good at all. It doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I that. Lurking in the beyond. Millennia from now. As far as I know, the theories of Nemesis come originally in uh, 1984. It was postulated that there is a red dwarf or brown dwarf orbiting the sun at a distance of about 95,000 astronomical units, which is about 1.5 light years, which is beyond the Oort cloud and has apparently, theoretically, been suggested to be the reason for mass extinctions on Earth because its gravity would fling asteroids that are way out there towards the, the sun, hence the name Nemesis, oh, because it was theorized to be something that is an antithesis of life on earth um oh my god however it seems that there are no like no actual hard data that there is a red dwarf out there however there is an object that has an extremely irregular orbit around the entirety of the solar system there's a trans-neptunian object called sedna and there's a few others that do orbit the truth of the matter is we have no idea what is beyond our solar system we don't even know what's be in? What's the opposite of beyond? Within? Yeah. Inside? Oh, yeah. yeah I don't even know what's in here. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what's outside my neighborhood. Acting like we got this whole thing figured out. We don't know. We don't know diddly. We don't know diddly. You know what, Mark, for your fascinating space knowledge? Yeah. Points for you. Oh, yes. Well done. Yes. But we do know that there's aliens on Earth. Yeah. 
Fact. Yeah. We know that as a fact, obviously. I heard it from a reputable podcast with a yeah. very reputable host. Yeah. There's a nice guy. Which one? Yeah, you're handsome, too. Oh, you. That's some points. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Disgusting listening to him kiss up to another host. I thought I was special. <laughs> Nothing is special. Nothing is sacred. The face of the knowledge of the golden ones that has been shared with us. How could we possibly? All right, I don't want to reference that anymore. Don't look at that website. It's bad for your brain. Okay. I got I got a little tale to tell. If there's a moment. Were you abducted? Uh, was it Gray's? It was probably Gray's, wasn't it? I cannot claim that I was or was not. That has to remain oh. a secret. The military got to you. I see how it is. But imagine this. Uh -huh. You're in your yard. You look up. You see something approaching, and your gut tells you you know they're coming. You run inside, start barricading the house, looking for something to defend yourself. You come across a crossbow, some bolts you have. You gather them up, try to get into the most fortified room you have, keep barricading. You know, based on previous experience, that different colors stand out, and that the flesh of your body can conceal you better than anything else. So you strip down, and you wait. You hear the knocking, you hear the noises their language. You can't tell what they're saying, but you know they're coming. A light shines in. It misses you. They're approaching. You fire. You pray. Deputy cleared for shooting naked man armed with crossbow who aimed claimed aliens were after him. <laughs> Let me guess. This happened in Florida? It sure did. <laughs> man, I was really engaged with that. I was into the story. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, without going into too much more detail than what I've already done, uh, drugs were involved. What? Yeah, hmm. I know. No, no. But from his perspective, that had to be truly terrifying. I made that up, but I, that was my interpretation of the details. That's the kind of stuff that gives uh, alien, you know, like the existence of aliens and all these facts that we have just a bad name, a bad look. Hmm. You can have it both ways, right? There could be aliens and also people who just make stuff up. I mean, yeah. Clearly. Mm -hmm. This doesn't discredit any of the alien stories. This is just one of the ones that you're like, maybe? And then you see and you read and you're like, mm, definitely not. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm curious. Is that how the news article was written? No, no. I, <laughs> I read the whole article and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a first person perspective. Yeah. yeah. In Orlando sometimes recounts the story of a man and a harrowing experience with aliens or drugs. Read more to find out. Yeah, basically, uh, the the dad had called the police because his son was uh, acting strange and seeming threatened by him and was afraid of him. And uh, they, when the police arrived, they found him barricaded in his house. They couldn't get him to come out, so they went in there. And I think he shot at. I don't know. I think he hit one of the police officers with a crossbow, and they had to like they like shot him in the arm or something to get him to, dro to drop it. And then they arrested him and stuff. But that's not great. Yeah. Not great, but I just had to find a good Florida man story. No, I love that. I love that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has a limited talking text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it! Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details! This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Here's a story that's 100% true. And it's about how accounting is a great choice of career. Here's the facts. With accounting, you'll have flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. Want to start an exciting new chapter? Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more. Live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. 
It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh. <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. I have a true story. Thank you. Yes, good. However, I was true of absolute. Well, actually, you're totally right. That's true. I was more qualifying <laughs> that this is a true story in relation the to alien aliens. I 100% believe that story was true. <laughs> like, man, trying to discredit me? No, 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 well, no, no, no. Source no, no, this no, 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 shit. No. I'm trying to discredit all the people that have doubts about the truth. Make a bibliography right now. No, you don't. In 2014, an object of confirmed. NASA Science Mission Directorate confirmed alien origin mm. landed on Earth. Damn it, Mark, I had that article open too. No, no, no. Confirmed by NASA. The letter declaring the confirmation begins, as you may be aware, Dr. Uh, oh boy, names Amir Siraj and Dr. Abram Loeb. <laughs> of the Department of Astronomy of Harvard University authorized a paper titled Discovery of a Meteor of Interstellar Origin. The paper reported the meteor is originating from an unbound hyperbolic orbit defined as interstellar space hereafter with 99.999% confidence. This event would predate the discovery of Oumuamua by about three years. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you know. Oumuamua. I'm going to try and spell that for my own Googling purposes. Okay. Oumuamua. Oumuamua. I spelled it exactly right the first time. I think that's credit to my pronunciation of the word. Points for you, Mark. You Thank literally you. Pr you pronounced <laughs> it so well that I spelled that word correctly. Yeah. So what this is, is it is an astro or it's a meteor that crash landed on Earth that originated from a solar system not our own. I don't know the science of how that occurred. I think it's less to do with the study of the meteor itself because space dust is space dust and rocks are rocks. But the analysis of the orbit with which it would have had to go through to crash land in the spot that it did. And that's just math. Like you just math it out and that object of that math pulled by the gravity influenced by the planets on the way in would only have come from a certain place on a certain approach that would only have come from outside of the solar system. Now, the reason I bring this up is the whole concept of, I forget the actual term of it, but it's like, it's, 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 it's seeding, um, how, what's, what's Describe it. It's like you're you're jerking off and you blast a load out into space and it lands on a planet and that causes DNA to be there. The creation of life? No, no, no. Like no. Planet seeding? No, planet seeding. I knew it was seeding something. Yes. So the concept of biological or at least DNA based material of whatever kind inside creatures that can sustain themselves and or live and or just be dead on a rock that is traveling through space. Because you know bugbears, right? You know about bugbears. What is that? No, what is or, that? Oh, God. Bugbear is a D&D thing. <laughs> Fucking. Werebears? No. No, not where bears. bears. That's also a D&D thing. Oh, what the hell was it called? Black bear, brown bear, big bear, no, polar no, bear. No, no, no. Tardigrade. Oh, okay. Yeah, tardigrades. What? Tardigrade, also known as water bears water or bears. moss piglets. Sure, sure, sure. They're adorable little creatures. They're horrendously advanced for how small it is. Like I've seen these things swimming with their six little arms or eight or whatever it is and their little claws, their little hands. They have way too much personality for something the size of a large amoeba. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're microscopic organisms. Well, kind of like, yeah, I think they're microscopic. But the thing about tardigrades is that if they are in space, they can actually survive for extended periods 
periods of time in a vacuum being blasted by solar radiation with no water. And even if they didn't, because they can last for a long time, I don't think we know exactly how long they can last, but even if they didn't, a fragment of what they were, their DNA, might survive if that rock, even for thousands of years, was traveling through the cosmos and landed on another planet that could sustain life, theoretically. And then that piece of DNA would go in the water and that fragment might just so happen to be the kickstart needed for life to survive on that planet. So this meteor coming here might have alien semen on it. Ooh. I know, right? Grusty. I know, right? In all likelihood, like, it's doubtful that it would survive the incinerating impact of going through the atmosphere and then smashing into the Earth. But let's say, for example, it was shielded in the center of it or something like that, and then it landed in the water, and it wasn't as fiery and explosive. It was still explosive because of the impact, but you never know what could survive. Like, even intense alcohol cleaners kill only 99.99% of bacteria. That's just because there are so many. Who knows what could survive? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, so an un fathomable series of events might have to occur for what you're describing to really happen. Yes. But in, a, in an infinite universe where there's so much that we don't understand about anything that happens uh -huh. and so much is possible that's beyond even like the cognition of humanity. Yes. Low probability events happen all the time. Yeah. There's, there's no reason that couldn't happen. Quote, when speaking in infinites, unlikely is just certainty waiting for its turn. Mm. That's from... I wrote that, so I'm quoting myself. Oh, quoting himself on this one. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you can rely on it. Definite points for quoting yourself. Thank you. Points to wait for Florida Man story. I don't know if I said that. I'll take it. I deserve some. Some points. Some points. But it is crazy that, like, we can know what a rock is that lands on Earth that is of, quote-unquote, alien origin. It's at least alien to us. Yeah, sure. Te technically alien. Sure. Yeah. And, and then we could be like, ooh, that's cool. The, like, oh, mua, mua. Uh, Like, the actual asteroid itself is a super weird one because you can be like, oh, it's an asteroid... Uh, uh, from outside the solar system. That's cool. But if you see a picture of it, like the shape of it is so weird. Like it, it's just bizarre because it's long. It's like elongated. Yeah. It looks kind of like an artist was told to draw like a rocky spaceship. Uh-huh. Like exactly. asteroid-esque spaceshipy thing. And they were like, hmm, it's kind of a long, skinny, like a kind of rock, but kind of spaceshipy. Yeah. It's just so bizarre because I have never seen any artist rendition like asteroid, meteor that looks like that. And combined with the fact that that is confirmed to be from outside our solar system, that makes it weird. That's weird. Why is it like that? Why is it long? Because of how its solar system is where it came from, obviously. Obviously. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Or it's like some giant alien life forms dildo. Oh, Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, are we in the midst of some kinky interstellar? Maybe they ran out of dildo cleaner, so they were just like, well, we've got to get a new one, so they just launched it away. They just used our sun as, as, the, <laughs> as the giant space dildo sanitization. Our sun is the universal garbage can. Yeah, oh my God, that makes total sense. Our, our solar system is the universe's dump. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We are effectively the bacteria that forms in a garbage can that has not been taken out in too, too long. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like with uh, with where we are in the galaxy, the Milky Way anyway, we kind of are in the backwater. Like we're out on one of the arms, you know, we're away from the center where all the rich aliens live. We're out just here on our own playing with our oil. Whoa, the suburbs can be nice. Listen, it's not the most efficient way to design a, a neighborhood. <laughs> the residential is too dense. It's not walkable. Okay, it's tough, but we just got to get a nice car and then we're we're set. The suburbs are drivable. Lots of parking. No, we're not in the suburbs. We're in the boonies. Oh, no. We're in the Goshen oh, God. of, you know, the suburbs. You know, we're far out there. You're saying that the trains don't even run out here? We're out beyond public transit? Exactly. Oh, we God. are uh, in Bikini Bottom. What's the place down below called? Uh, Bikini Feet. No. No, Rock Bottom. That was it. Rock Bottom. That was close. What if there is public transit in the Milky Way and we're just left out of it. What if we're just literally so unrepresented, uncared about in our own galaxy? God. And like there's all these civilizations <laughs> living in the heart of the galaxy, like exactly what you're describing and they all talk uh -huh. to each other and we're just out here like, oh, we'll fly the moon. We got to our moon. We got our moon. We're going to go to Mars next. And then, God, what if our first contact with aliens was just some construction team building a bus <laughs> stop out here? <laughs> 
and we're like, oh my god, it's an honor to meet you. I'm like, uh, yeah, um, buses run every 10 years or so. I'm just doing my job, sir. Exactly. Can you please give me some space? The foreman whips out his gravitational manipulator and starts doing stuff, and we're like, oh! He's a space wizard! <laughs> he's like, oh my god, this is a construction tool. What's wrong with you, Hicks? I mean, legitimately. You uneducated idiots out here. That is how it would be, wouldn't it? Like, at that point, if there was a galactic-wide civilization, they would be so tired of the new species effect of them just being like, oh my god, please <laughs> let us in. Like, Jesus, another one of these. Be like all of us stopping at the road construction crews, like on the highway, and just going out to take selfies. Like, oh my god, can I get a picture? Like, I'm just just trying to do my job. Oh, thank you, sir. I didn't know. I didn't say, woo, aliens. Some background vibe guy pipes up and he's like, you know, this is why Sherry and I moved into that gated uh, solar system. We just, we don't, we don't need <laughs> this kind of riffraff making its way into our neighborhood. We want to keep our, you know, keep our kids. <laughs> the schools are better. The schools are better. So it's, it's a nice upgrade. Oh my god. We joined the GOA, the Galaxy Owners Association, and we have a lot of strict <laughs> rules about who can come in. <laughs> god, I love hate the vision of humanity being the uh the the uneducated losers of the entire Milky Way. And we're not even a good galaxy. We're a middle of the road galaxy. <laughs> Just imagine all those people that live in Andromeda. Oh my god. Or the horse what's that one called? The horse head? The horse head. Seahorse? There's one that looks like a seahorse. The that's nebula. Horrible. Yeah, horse head nebula. Oh, that's a nebula. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that counts. No, that's... Do you live in nebulas? Do you populate nebulas, or is that more of an attraction? In space, anything is possible. Nebulas are clouds of gas, basically, so they're kind of oh, like the, the infancy of solar systems. They're basically post-explosion stars. That's where all the hipsters live. Yeah. They're tiny, tiny solar system homes. Oh, my God. But can I, can I talk about the pillars of creation? You guys know about the pillars of creation, right? I do. Oh, yeah, the Old Testament, the no, New Testament. No, 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 no. Real stuff, you, you, you definitely oh. know it. I'm going to link you the picture because <laughs> you would recognize it because it's one of the most famous uh, space photography pictures in existence. You know that one, right? Yeah. Wade? I like to call that the dildos of creation. Ah, uh -huh. I actually don't know if I've ever seen this before. Really? What? Bro. No way. Yeah. I do live under a rock, though. It's such a beautiful picture because it's so, it's yeah, it like the color of it is great. It was obviously like, this is a composite image, but this was captured by the Hubble telescope, I believe. I don't know when, but it's, it's easily one of my favorite pictures of all time. Isn't this one of the Eternals hands from that new Eternals movie? Don't you belittle the pillars of creation. Not Eternals hands, but one of the, the big Arishim. Don't what are those you dudes called? dare. But the fascinating thing about that picture is understanding the actual scale of what what you're looking at because that picture is 70 by 55 light years in size does that does that make sense to you it does to me does it make sense to wait wait say it again <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking notes <laughs> i believe in you i believe in you i believe in you 70 <laughs> by 70 long by 55 wide light years in size. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. What's this, that in feet? Sorry. The pillar itself is four by five light years. The Eagle Nebula that is part of is 70 by 55. I read that wrong. But however, I've, do you know uh, how long a light year is? I actually don't. Don't remember. No, I've lived through some dark years, but I don't know how long the light years are. The dark ones really drag out. You, you okay, man? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it after the episode. But a light year is the distance that light travels in one year. That's It's okay. a measure of distance, not time. So it's very just, That seems big. I just Googled it. And I, if you, oh, it's because of Microsoft Bing came up for some reason. Okay. I Microsoft Binged this to see how far <laughs> one light year is. And uh -huh. it came up and it says one light year equals 3.7. 7247 inches and i was like uh oh that's not even close to what i was thinking <laughs> it's it's cut off because of the way my web browser is scaled right now it's 3.7247 to the 17th power inches that's hilarious <laughs> okay i was like it's three and three quarters inches <laughs> oh no so I'll, I'll put this in context right so light, because it's really hard for the human brain to comprehend these types of scales. Like one light year doesn't, you can comprehend that. Like, okay, light in a year, that's good. How long do you think it takes light to get from Earth to the moon? And I'm asking Wade specifically. Yeah, I, I kind of know this one. What's your guess, Wade? Oh, uh, earmuffs for a second. How 
No, 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 no come pick, on, come on. Oh, actual, okay, all right. Uh, I'm trying to make a point here. Oh, boy. I don't know, like a, a day? One second. 1.3 seconds, actually. Uh -huh. How long does it take light to get from Earth, or, or specifically the sun to Earth? Like light emitting from the sun to Earth. Oh, 30 seconds. 8.3 minutes. God damn it. Okay. Uh, give me another one. Give me another one. I'll get this one. <laughs> Okay, how long does it take the uh, light to get from Earth to the nearest star, not the sun? Which Ooh. the next nearest star is? I believe it's Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Which means a lot to me. So. Uh, half of a light year. 4.4 light years. I was close on that one. I was close on that one. So the reason that one's a good uh, approximation is to get to the nearest star from Earth is simply the width of that pillar of creation. That's how big that is. It's ungodly enormous. But in the scale of the universe, it's nothing. And we so are- What exactly is it? It's it's gas. It's just the gas and it's a nebula, it's just gas, dust, and all that stuff. So the colors mean something. I believe this is correct. Blue hue indicates oxygen. Okay. Red indicates sulfur and green indicates nitrogen and or hydrogen, mm -hmm. which are essentially like the foundational gases that will, you know, combine, compact because of gravity and become stars in over the course of a long time. Yep. This is a bloody skinless hand reaching into a bowl of water, right? You all see it. Stop belittling the beauty of the pillars of creation. I see it now. Yeah, god damn it. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> it kind of looks like there's two dudes with really big tall heads <laughs> facing to the right giving thumbs ups to something. <laughs> And the guy in front's a little shorter, and oh, the guy I on the left it. has like I a crazy hair on top, and they're both just like, yeah. <laughs> I see a dude on the left with a, an erection lower than it should be, and a sheep standing next to him looking down at someone who looks like they're in trouble. No, what I see is on the right, I see there's a little kid that's that little offshoot, and they're like, mm -hmm. it's like a mom or something, spinning them round and round and round, and behind them is something else. <laughs> The entire left half is just some other thing in the background. Yeah, that image. yeah, like a tree or I an alien tree or something. Why do I just see erections everywhere? What does that say about me? I don't know, man. What does that say about you? That erection looks like a pipe. Which erection looks like a pipe? What are you talking about? Oh, like a tobacco pipe. Okay. The one on the right? Uh, that erection. The one you the... think's an arm holding a baby, I think's a, a pipe dildo. The erections of creation over here. <laughs> Actually, nicknamed God schlong <laughs> there's a, on the left man there's someone wearing like a hood and they've got an erection and there's a sheep standing right next to it mm -hmm. that poor sheep yeah all right well this has been a combination of fascinating and enlightening so I opened it with funnies and we, we leaned into the funnies. And thank you for embracing the funnies about alien stories and the crazy stories that are out there of people's experiences. And the guy was high out of his mind thinking it was aliens shooting a crossbow while he's naked. Like one of my favorite SNL sketches of all time is the, <laughs> the where Kate McKinnon is retelling her alien abduction story. Dude, it's so good. While uh, Ryan Gosling tries desperately not to laugh the entire time sitting next to her. Yeah. Oh my God. That's such a good skit. I don't, I don't remember that one. I got to Oh, yeah, you gotta watch it. Dude. It's worth catching. It's very good. Okay. Um, but I do want to talk about since we're talking about space stuff and and a little serious real science stuff. The universe is so big, mm -hmm. like just so big. I'm curious where you land on this. I am of the opinion that no, I don't really believe that like Area 51 is housing in a U.S. flying saucer or something. Like all the conspiracy stuff, I don't really buy into that sincerely. I like it. I enjoy it, but. The universe is way too big for us to be the only intelligent life in the universe. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not possible. Which is a conclusion I've come to that basically means that I do actually sincerely, non-comedically believe that there are aliens. Oh, but like, 100%. I don't know if we could even communicate with them. If we would recognize them as life in any way that relates to humanity as the like carbon-based life forms that we are. Uh -huh. And I'm not an expert on any of the science, but I'm curious where you guys are. Aliens? Yes? No? Oh, mysterious? 100%. In the infinite of the universe, there is no statistical way that there isn't because the universe universe is as far as we know infinite and when speaking in infinite unlikely anyway so like there there's no way there's not but the problem is the size of the universe right that's the real question this life 
happening and then intelligent life happening might be a series of completely unlikely events that have to happen in sequence and then the planet that they're on just has to not blow up for a long enough time for that all to happen you know the star can't go supernova like it just needs like a certain circumstances of stability it kind of almost overrules early as far as we know the size of the universe which is like 13.6 billion years uh or the the age of the universe anyway which which again we don't really 100% know that's true because yeah it's like our estimate it's our estimate because time is relative um but when it comes down to that like in the early years of the hypothetical start of the universe everything was too chaotic it took us what the earth is 4.6 billion years old it took us like a billion years just to get to here now uh so like if an alien species needs a billion years to evolve and like have that timeline not interrupted by an asteroid by plagues by nuking themselves which we still might do it's just like it's extremely unlikely for that to happen and then for it to happen in a place near enough for you to even visit them and at the same time like because we humanity have only really existed for maybe a hundred thousand years which is a blip on the cosmic scale and if we die out in a thousand years which you know hey that's entirely likely oh yeah like it's very i don't plan on living that long dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry buddy yeah you'll be fine so it's like it's just like whether or not aliens exist is not the question whether they can even get here or we could reach them or we'll live long enough to reach them or if they need another hundred thousand years to evolve to the point where they could reach us we might be gone by that time it's just a lot of like the venn diagrams of all of these unlikely scenarios like if they overlap at all they're just going to overlap for the briefest of moments and like they're going to touch and bounce off or, or like it's it, we don't know we don't know but then in the universe seeding idea that all these plants have been splooged on by alien dna and it's so likely i love it yeah all right wade your turn uh my turn for what what am i doing <laughs> tell me your philosophy of the universe oh talk to me about why there are aliens and why life is so precious and fragile go well, there are aliens for the same reason that inside of our own bodies there's different bacterias and cells and things because we're all just the little bit of virus or bacteria or cancer cells, dare I say it, inside of a much bigger celestial being. And we're the reason that being will need to have surgery one day because we're killing it! Did you say the Milky Way is the powerhouse of the cell? We are part of the intergalactic breast, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on. It's called the Milky Way, baby boy. Oh. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Like all right, keep going. Which gland are we? Uh, left. <laughs> That's the confidence. You know, I love the confidence of your answers above all else. Don't stop. Never stop. You're Never just stop. accruing points the more you talk here. Mm. We are left breast Milky Way gland, and we are, uh, we are, I'm just trying to milk it for points at this point. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but. Oh, no, no, that's not you ruined it. You can't. The can't Big Bang was just the sperm eating the egg, baby. Nice. Nice. Saved it. Thank you. Nice. Brought it back. Nice. Nice. Landed the plane. Nice. Well, we're all in agreement then. Aliens are real. Yeah. We are. And if you don't mind, guys, I got to strip down and go get my crossbow. I hear something. It, it would. Okay. <laughs> it would be egotistical, I think, for humanity to look at the entire universe and go like, we're the only ones. We did it. Us. Meanwhile, they're building that bus stop out by Pluto because they don't want to get any closer than they have to. You know, if they make it out of here, good for them. I'm out of here. I guess I have another question that this is all prompted for me. Yeah. Uh, so all the the ten species of aliens that I listed and all this stuff, all the all the ways that humans are, you know, rationalizing things and and wishing and hoping and believing in aliens. Is there a version that you wish was true of like a you know an alien story that you're heard you've heard or you know of or something that you wish would be the the correct one or uh. something? Man, you know, there's like lots of reports. Right now, what's really hot in the UFO community is the Tic Tac ships, the Tic Tac shaped ships. Have you heard of this at all? No, but I like the orange ones. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you, are, do you have your finger on the pulse of the UFO community? Yeah, I was actually just having a conversation with Milton T. Pike One uh, about this, <laughs> about aliens, this this exact topic. I, I'm not like super into it, but I, I, I keep up with a lot of different things. So basically, um, I forget what it, when it was. This might have been like 2013, 2014 again the navy or the air force someone in a plane in the united states armed services uh had encountered an object that they couldn't explain and that's literally it they released the footage of this i forget what i would need to look up to get that uh u.s plane sees tic tac 
something like that. Anyway, there's video of it that is verified from the either the CIA or whoever, whatever government body is controlling that. And they released it and they basically released it with a statement that was just like, yeah, we got this. We don't know what it is. Therefore, it's unidentified and it's flying and it's an object. There you go. And so what people have been obsessing about is they've kind of corresponded what they see in this footage with a lot of other sightings from either other military planes or other like civilian things that they've seen. Uh, uh, and the commonality between them is it's only ever seen on these infrared tracking scanners, you know, the kind of military equipment that these planes have. They usually track other fighter jets so that they can, you know, blow them up. Uh, so so whether it's a quirk of only the infrared vision that it's seeing them or whether it's actually like something that uh, is, you know, encounterable with the naked eye, the, the fact remains that when they encountered it, it moved in a way that no other technology that we have or would have in the near future ever could. The pilots themselves verified this they were like yeah it was super weird it was just standing completely stock still in the air i was looking at it on my tracking thing and then zoom instantly started going about i don't know mach 20 like just like instantaneously Whoa, what the hell and, and that was like yeah i don't know how to explain it uh but i know that if there was a human in there they wouldn't be alive so whatever it is either they got tech to counter that or it's some kind of a drone but it's no drone that we know of and no drone that the government knows of because they released this video publicly because why would they do that if they had a secret drone so, so there's like, uh, this is what people have really been obsessing and getting excited about because there was actual footage that the government has said, here is some we have not identified. And there you go. It might be a fluke. It might be a natural phenomenon. It might be a anything. It could be anything. We don't know. And that is out there for the public to consume. And so the idea of these tic-tac shaped space, quote unquote, spacecraft, people have been trying to like nail down what this is and where they've seen it before. Because on the video itself, you kind of see like it's a tic-tac shapey thing weird i actually i think this is the video i'm not 100 it was actually 2004 that's right oh a navy fighter jet from the nuclear aircraft carrier uss nimitz is that the same ship my buddy john was on you got to ride on a tic tac yeah exactly that's the conclusion but anyway so there have been some excitement developments now th like i said this could be literally anything it could be literally anything it could be something that you wouldn't ordinarily see with your naked eye or it could be a natural phenomenon that only occurs in infrared right because like I was talking with Milton about this and I was basically saying like, yeah, there's probably tons of natural phenomena that we don't know. It doesn't have to be a ship. It could be anything. Could be natural. Could be unnatural. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not making any conclusions. But what I compared it to is the concept of like ball lightning or something like that. People have often said there's rumors of like ball lightning. You know, it's it's basically this blue or floating or purple floating orb that just walks across the ground, basically. Right. It's super weird. But, you know, there's never been any exact. I don't think there's been any verifiable. Uh, information or footage of ball lightning occurring. However, I know in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it could exist. I wouldn't doubt it because when I was a kid on the bus to school, I was, we were driving down and I was looking out the window, you know, just waiting to get to school. And then it was raining that day. So I look out and suddenly there's this big light coming from the transformer on the side of the road, you know, on a pole up high off the ground, it's big blue light. And I look and there's a freaking blue ball of what I can only describe as lightning on that transformer. And then the whole thing goes sparks shoot out everywhere. The whole transformer blew, right? So to the uneducated about how transformers works, they might look at that and be like, holy shit, I have no idea what that was. And to me, it's like, I don't know how that happened on that thing, but I guess it overloaded. I don't know the mechanics of it, but man, electricity's scary. And this has actually happened again. Uh, Amy and I, in one of the house we lived at a few years ago, we were woken up in the middle of the night by an enormous surge of blue light that literally was as bright as daylight, flooding our house, shining, illuminating everything and the most like intense terrifying sound you could ever hear i swear it might have been me waking up but i swear it shook the room that we were in like henry chica were just barking like crazy and what would you think if a giant burst of blue light filled your entire room in the middle of the night, set your dogs off barking, shook your room. We were scared after death. We thought we were going to die. We didn't know what it was. We just woke up. It's like a worse way to wake up. But what happened was a transformer blew right outside our house. Just... <laughs> 
just like that. And and so who knows if that's what happens when we are trying to make these things that provide power to houses and this can just happen because it, it can. Who knows what happens on a planetary scale with like the amount of energy that is surging or across the planet with storms and, and whatnot. So maybe it is a natural thing. Maybe it's not. A, maybe it's aliens. I don't know. But there are strange things happening in our everyday lives or in the world around us that we can't explain just because we don't know enough about it. I agree. Sorry. Yeah, I rambled for a while there. No, nah, I like it. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It's not, whenever you guys go on tangents, it's always interesting because you guys are very passionate and knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Or... At least passionate. Yeah, that's true. Because I know that there are definitely uh, experts in Transformers that could explain why that happened. I'm not saying like that's unexplainable, but when it comes down to a phenomenon like in this video, it's unexplainable because no one knows what that is exactly. That doesn't mean that there isn't an explanation, and that doesn't mean that explanation has to be aliens. But it could be. I'm not even saying that it's not. It could be. I don't know. I'm not the expert. Yeah. Well, there's also experts in infrared. We just can't see them with the naked eye. You're right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh. Insightful, Wade. Insightful. Thank you. I'll be here for however long we go. Points for you. Oh, cool. It also could be like, if let's just lean into the alien thing. If it was a ship and it's only seeable in infrared, because that's pretty much the only time that I've seen footage of this, could be cloaking. Like, that could be their cloaking thing. They could be watching us. They could be observing. And then they were like, oh, shit, they see us. And there's room. And they're trying to not be spotted. Because if I was an alien species trying to visit another planet, I'm sure that there would be protocols like Star Trek to not interfere and let them do their thing. What did... What did yeah. What did Milton say to me uh, when I was on that the uh, uh, stream with him? He he said there was in like the 70s. I don't know how confirmed this is. This is all hearsay because I heard it from him and I don't know where he got it from. But he told me that in the nuclear uh, missile silos during the height of the Cold War, when all of them were maintained as much as possible, there was apparently a message that was transmitted to not just one station, but many stations in many nations. And again, I don't know how verifiable this is. Just take this as it is. But we're going to assume it's true. And a message that was basically ubiquitous across all these different countries, nationalities, U.S. and Russia, and it was verified to be received for all of them. And it basically said, what the hell are you doing? Now, I don't know how they translated that, but that's what the message amounted to. Why do you have these weapons? What the hell are you doing? And then a follow-up message that said, look... We don't know why you're doing this. If something happens, we might be able to stop most of them, but we can't guarantee we'll stop them all. End message. Mm. Imagine what they'd say if they saw the kind of porn on the internet now. <laughs> hey, maybe there's hope for this species yet. <laughs> they're either really going to hate what they see on Earth or really going to love it. One of the two. Oh, they're going to like the way we look. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's the thing about like what I don't look forward to is because if, if aliens ever do reveal themselves or we discover them, there's going to be so many people that are going to be lining up like, I want to bang an alien. Send me up to space in the sex ship. <laughs> Like, that's just all it's going to be. You know, that's all it's ever going to be. And it's like the worst first impression that they could possibly have of us. Unless they're equally horny. Well, they've been spying. They've already got a pretty bad one. The things people do in the privacy of their own homes, if they're there spying on them. That's, that's what the aliens deserve. That's what they get. Mm -hmm. You think we got any alien listeners? Do you think they're a fan? God, I hope so. I hope so. If you're an alien listener, post in the subreddit. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll be able to verify. So don't be afraid. We'll keep your identity secret but post in the subreddit if you're an alien yeah we're cool we're cool oh mm -hmm. uh, well there you have it the aliens episode very interesting stuff factual even oh yes of course it's time to tabulate a winner i do have to say and a cursory glance over my notes and calculations thus far i feel like this one was a little bit stacked against you wade that's okay. I got my Florida man story in there and I felt real good about you it. You did. That was a good one. That was a good moment. That was a highlight for you. I feel like and Mark it was just enough to win. <laughs> Mark had a lot of a lot of knowledge coming into this one. A lot of a lot of supporting knowledge and information already in his brain about space and and you know, that place where aliens come from, the universe. It was close if you don't count everything that Mark said. <laughs> Ooh, how many points did he lose from all that? Unfortunately, Mark wins by 3.769 to the 10th power points. Woo! 
That's like less than one light year, though, so it was close. Yeah, no, yeah, no it's pretty good. Cool. Uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a galactic scale, on an intergalactic scale, just hair off. You're just right there. I'll take it. When you, uh, I, I gotta admit, I was like, I, when you hit that Will Smith White House joke, I was like, ah, there's no way I'm gonna win this. That was, that was an absolute banger, and I'm so glad that that happened. Mark may have gotten the win, but I will be the one remembered from this episode. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm looking forward to all those memes on the internet. But yeah, uh, that's it. Mark wins. Congratulations. Thank Mark. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, oh, get, yeah, yeah. Speech okay, or anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So everyone at home, there's so many things we don't know. The universe is a mystery. The planet is a mystery. The oceans are a mystery that's best left alone, in my opinion, but it's still a mystery. But what isn't a mystery is the handsomeness and intelligence of this week's judge. Bob, you are. 100% confirmed handsome and or beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, conspiracy theorist Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> He's got an alter ego. <laughs> like an evil scientist. Wait, do you have a loser speech? You big loser? Huh? Uh. Huh? Uh, loser gonna speech? Mark, can't wait for you to host. You're gonna be great. Definitely not sucking up for extra brownie points now. Man, it's the worst suck up I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Okay. Well, that's the end. Congratulations, Mark. I'm sorry, Wade. I, I'm sorry. It's okay. You laughed at one of my jokes. Honestly, my day's made. The Will Smith choke was really fucking funny. So, <laughs> um, That's going to be the end of the episode. You can find us on our socials at Markiplier, Lord Minion 777 and Uh Check out the store. Store.distractiblepodcast.com. There's merch. There's even a new Candy Uncle shirt that comes with candy. But you got to be really careful about how many pieces you eat. And, uh, you know, make sure you're following this podcast. It comes out every Monday, but if you just follow it on, you know, Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple or wherever, it'll tell you. It'll download it and it'll be like, hey, that thing you like, it's back. But that's it. Now we all know how and why aliens exist. Thank you so much for listening. Podcast out.